Hey, hey, when I'm not fantasizing about beating Ohio State, I'm Odell Bredham Jr. Guys, welcome back. We have, maybe I say this every week, but I actually probably mean it this time. We have our most special guest we've ever had. We have our young turnt stud himself, Austin Jones. Austin, welcome, welcome. What's going on, guys? Yeah, we're excited to have you. So, Choo-choo. For, yeah, so I, I'm just going to put it out there. Our guest last week went undefeated. So that is quite the bar to live up to. Was that Lucy? Um, and it was yeah, Lucy. Big big yeah. Tell me, tell me Lucy did not go undefeated. No, she did. She did. She did. And I went two and Lucy four or... trying to impress her, and she went <laughs> six and oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sponge was, Sponge was kind of saying how I great was he was doing in here. Yeah, I, and then he just goes out and does a Matt Patricia. So. Sponge had the he had the suns. It's okay. I was tanking for Lawrence. I did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was tanking for this group. I was trying to get our producer fired. Apparently everyone uh, but our guest was tanking last week because we all sucked. No, 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 no. I was over five hundred. For the first That's time. Ever. Lucy Lucy sat there and nodded yes at all of my picks in agreement just for me to go two and four. And then went six and zero oh herself. I want to recount. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're going to start off with uh, our resident deviant which is our couch burner so couch burner i'm sure I, I, first off i have to give you condolences that your beloved michigan wolverines aren't playing this week so i know that's going to be really tough for you to not have them to watch what are you talking about my beloved michigan wolverines <laughs> your beloved michigan wolverines I mean, you're going to have to give it a week to watch someone drop 90 on them. So, Brady, we opted out, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I decommitted. He decommitted. Yeah. Respect his decision. Well, the rest of the team decommitted, too. So, all right, Couch Burner, what do you got this week? Um, So, for my first pick, I've got Michigan State plus 23.5 versus OSU. Um, Ohio State's got uh, an undetermined amount of players out from COVID this week. Um, including their coach, Ryan Day. Um, and I think that Michigan State, they're not going to win this game, but they've made their money this year beating teams or contending with ones they shouldn't be contending with. Um, if they can limit the amount of turnovers they give Ohio State, I think it could be closer than the line suggests. I don't think they'll win, but um, I think that they've got a chance to to not lose by 24 points. So I like that pick. Moving on to my second one, I've got, Notre Dame minus 33 and a half for Syracuse. Um, Syracuse's ass. They lost 30 to nothing to Louisville a couple weeks ago. Um, Brian Kelly is ruthless. He murdered a kid, as we all know. Um, <laughs> so he doesn't care about running the score up. He doesn't care about, you know, like being the bigger man and stuff. He just wants to go for points. Um, you know, Syracuse, they haven't covered in the last three games versus Notre Dame. And, you know, like I said, they did lose 30 nothing to Louisville. And I don't even think Louisville is half the team Notre Dame is this year. Um, so I think that they're going to easily take this game, and I think it's going to be like 35 points maybe. Um, my third pick is going to be Vikings minus 10.5 versus Jaguars. Um, the Vikings, they're kind of in contention in the NFC. They're, what, 5-6, and six, and then the Jaguars have won one game. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a tale of, you know, one one team, Minnesota, they, they need to – you know, do something to stay in playoff contention. Um, and then the Vikings, or not the Vikings, but the Jaguars, they're all in for that number one pick. They're trying to get Trevor Lawrence. Um, so I think that the Vikings will win by probably like 14, maybe like two two scores. 
Um, you know, I think there's a lot to play for for the Vikings. And then, you know, there's nothing really to play for for the Jaguars. Uh, my fourth pick is going to be Titans versus Browns over 53 and a half. Um, and I like this pick just because, you know, both teams this year have consistently hit the overs on their score lines, um, especially the Titans. For whatever reason, they have a pretty good offense, even though they mainly just run the ball with Derrick Henry. Um, but, yeah, like they both have solid offenses, and I feel like it's going to be like a bad back-and-forth shootout for this game. So I like that one. That's actually like probably the most interested football game I'm in. I'm into this weekend. Um, and then my fifth pick is going to be Packers minus eight and a half versus the Eagles. I just feel like the line is like too low for this game. You know, the Eagles, they're three, seven and one. They're not as good as people probably think they are, but they're in the NFC East. So like they're still in playoff contention, but I think you could be 0 and 12 at this point and still be in contention. Um, the Packers of Aaron Rodgers, um, Devonte Adams, uh, a good running game. So I just feel like this game it it will it'll be a, a bigger one than eight and a half points for the Packers than than anything else. But I like that pick, especially because the Packers are at home. And then my burnt bacon lock of the week, you know, I have to pick Saints minus two and a half at the Falcons. Um, sorry, Carter. The Falcons are professional losers this year, especially. Uh, Matt Ryan might be one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not even exaggerating about this one. Um, I think that – I don't think they're going to be playing Taysom Hill at quarterback this week for the Saints. I think it's going to be Jameis. I think that's going to open up the playbook a little bit more. You know, there's going to be more passes. Uh, if Kamara is healthy, I think that he'll be uh, more effective in the offense. And, you know, they've got Michael Thomas back. Uh, the defense has been playing pretty well. So I just like that game. I think it's going to be way more than a field goal win for the Saints. Um, so that's going to be my lock of the week. And those are my picks. So, couch burner, I'm all in on the Jameis train. I once, actually just a few weeks ago, said I think he's a home run hitter. He's your Aaron Judge of football where you're either getting a home run or um, a strikeout, meaning, yeah, yeah, picks or touchdowns. Are you worried at all with this being his first real full action potentially that this could – I mean, Atlanta's secondary is god-awful. They're absolute shit, but – I mean, they've been playing together all year. Jameis would be getting his first true NFL action this year. Does that worry you at all with the line being this close? Um, I don't really think so. I think that, you know, Jameis is a professional and he practices with the starters or not the starters, but he practices with the team every single week. And, you know, like he did throw 30 touchdowns last year. So, you know, I, I feel like – if anything, he might be more effective in certain aspects than Taysom Hill. This Taysom could Hill be, kind of, I mean, this is, he's kind of one-dimensional in the, in the Saints offense for the most part, especially last week. Um, and I don't know how much it had a, to do with just the fact that the Broncos didn't have a quarterback, but yeah. Yeah, this is kind of a really ideal situation, I think, for Winston, if he's going to start a game and go all the way through um, with this team being new to it. I feel like this is the ideal situation to be put in, unless you're playing a team like – the Jets or the Jags who are actually tanking. Um, I do mm-hmm. think he should have started last week against Denver. I think that game would have been blown wide open. Um, I think he should have started week one because you have a noodle arm quarterback most weeks who's currently injured. But currently one of the best in the league. <clears throat> one of the best noodle arms in the league. You're right. <laughs> and just to leave you on a positive note, I do like your Packers minus eight and a half versus Philadelphia. 
I think what we saw with Philly and Seattle was what Chase Winovich would call a mirage. Um, <laughs> Seattle's not playing their best football, allowed it to be close, especially in the end with that last touchdown. Um, the Packers at home's a pretty easy pick to make in that game against such a dog shit team. I like yeah, I the Titans I- over, if I could get just a second here. I like the Titans and Browns over. I think it's tractor seat weather. And I think the Titans are playing really good football right now. I like them. I think they're minus like six and a half. So I like them, but I also like the over in that one. Brett, what yeah, are your so, thoughts? So yeah, back, Sean, go ahead. Oh, yeah, Sean, Sean, go for it. Um, just to circle back real quick to that Saints game. Um, if if Jameis is going to start, I think that um, New Orleans covers this easily just because I think Kamara will be more involved in the passing mm-hmm. game. Yeah that he has been for the past few weeks. I think he finally gets back to where he was before with a quarterback that can actually get the ball to him in the passing game. So if Winston does start, um, which I guess is I guess is happening, um, yeah, New is Orleans he, is – Is he for sure he, starting? I, I I don't know. I hadn't heard. I haven't seen anything about that. I, yeah, honestly, the fact that Kamara hasn't gotten more action in the passing game bugs me. Even with Hill playing, I feel like that's an easy pass to complete no matter – because it's going to be an easy check down pass. They should just take a page out of the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick playbook and throw short passes for chunk yards just to get the ball moving. I mean, also, I don't I don't think it really matters who plays quarterback. He hasn't been involved right. the past few weeks. I think this is the week they're going to try to get him back into that motion no matter who's there and try to give him the ball more. Yeah. No, I think it's I mostly game strip that's caused Kamara not to – I mean, he was hurt two weeks ago. He hasn't been practicing. And then first Denver, they just let Murray ride it out in the second half. Um, I think that's more to do with it, trying to preserve Kamara for the playoff push. Um, but, yeah, I like I like the Saints in this one. Big. Yeah. Yeah, they're preserving Kamara, but then they're ruining my fantasy season. Same. But also, I'm worried now because I have Hill at quarterback. So now, now I'm checking all my sources here, trying to figure out something that Jordan, Jordan or Couch knows. I, that. I, I saw like something a couple days ago. But I don't know how true it is, but well, takes is our resident Big J on the pod. So I'm sure he's got a direct line to Sean Payton down in New Orleans. <laughs> Takes takes are like takes is our walking injury report. I feel like every week he's correcting someone. He he knows he's got he. It's it's takes my fantasy football obsession. That's what it is. Yeah, once you have enough teams, you kind of know everybody. That's every little ding and whatever they have. Um, so much. let's move on. Our guest we have Austin. Austin, you ready to make some picks here? I'm I'm yeah. Pretty excited to see what this guy's cooked up. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty. First pick, I got uh Pitt, Pittsburgh Steelers minus eight point five versus Washington. I think Washington looked really good last Thursday on Thanksgiving, but I think Pittsburgh comes out angry and beats the crap out of them, to be honest. And then uh my next pick is Arizona plus three versus the Rams. This one's really just to uh spite Lucas, but I think <laughs> I think Cardinals I think the Cardinals break their two game losing streak and they win this game at home. Uh my third pick, I got Texas A&M minus 6.5 versus Auburn. I think this line is way too close. Auburn has beat up on crappy SEC teams. I think Texas A&M runs away with this one by two touchdowns, maybe three touchdowns easily. 
my next one, uh, my what is it? Fourth? That's my that'd be my fourth pick. Fourth pick. Yeah. Ohio State uh, versus MSU under fifty nine point five. I'm taking the under for this one. Which is I, I don't know. Is that a popular pick? What do you guys think? Well, on I, this pod, we don't take unders, Austin. Sorry. You <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get for that. All right. Um, no, I, I see. I see a classic Michigan State Ohio State dogfight. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but I, I don't know. Keep it drinking the Kool Aid. I am. I am drinking the Kool Aid on this one. The way I think it goes under is if OSU is missing some wide receivers or some running backs from all this COVID stuff. Agreed. Even if Justin Fields plays and he's missing a few guys and they're missing a few guys on defense as well, I think that it, MSU can control the ball. I don't know if they score more, but I think they can control the ball more. That's how I see an under happening in that game. Agreed. Agreed. My, uh, my fifth pick, I got Gonzaga minus three versus Baylor. I love the way that this Gonzaga team plays. They are so much fun to watch. I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, the two freshmen – Tim, Timmy and – is it Timmy or Timmy? I don't know. Timmy and uh, Suggs, they're super fun to watch. I think that they're going to run away with this one. I think, they win, I think they win this one by double digits, to be honest, but we'll see. And then my uh, burnt bacon pick of the week is Rutgers plus 11.5 versus Penn State. I think that this, this big – what? What's that? No, no go ahead. I, I was about to give you praise. I'll give it in a second. Okay, okay, okay. I think this is a big in-state rival game for Shiano. And I think that he takes it to him, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I got to go back to your Gonzaga pick. That's actually one of mine. I think that this Gonzaga team is probably the best college team since uh, Villanova probably two years ago when they just kind of ran through everybody. Like, this team is just so good. And the fact that Jalen Suggs didn't tear his Achilles is uh, a good thing for college basketball and especially, obviously, Gonzaga. kind of what they're able to do with uh, Drew Timmy and the, the whole roster is just, they dominate. And I mean, Baylor did look good versus Illinois, but I just don't think Illinois is like no. deserving of that number five rank that they had. Um, I think yet. they're more so probably like, yeah, I think they're still in that like three to five range in the big 10, let alone the country. So I think mm-hmm. that, um, and I think Gonzaga kind of coming off a emotional game where they thought they lost their star player um, playing and they're just a little bit more experienced. So, and they have a way better coaching. So I love the Gonzaga pick. I, I, I hate it. Sponge didn't like it. I hate, I hate the Gonzaga Sponge. pick. <laughs> I absolutely, why? why do you hate that pick? I, I'll explain more because I picked that game as well. So I'll explain more okay. later. Um, I just have my doubts. I'm kind of on Gonzaga slander season right now. Oh, um, I'm, I'm part of the Gonzaga season hype train. So they're tanking. They're yeah, they're <laughs> they're tanking. They're missing shots on purpose. No, um, personally, like I said, I'll I'll detail it more later. Honestly, I liked all of your picks. I thought you had really good in-depth analysis. You just caught me on that one, and that's when I I just don't agree with that one. We'll let we'll let Sean take it away. I'm gonna say I was gonna say I'm gonna I'll circle back with Sponge later on the uh, the Gonzaga Baylor game, but um, surprisingly for me, the one I disagree with is the Texas A&M Auburn game. Really, Um, I hate Bo Nix, but there is one situation where you bet Bo Nix, and that's at home. 
against a ranked team. And that's sure. what we got. That's what we got here right now. Um, so I, I'm taking Auburn this weekend just because the numbers dictate it and they're going to win in spite of Bo Nix's Drew Brees-esque noodle arm and his inability to be a competent quarterback. Um, so that's what I'm going to go. That's, that's my only feedback I got right now. I, the Bo Nix slander has to stop one day. Like this man to is going to be playing on Sundays in a few years. He's going to be torturing your He's going to be playing games. on Thursdays in Japan in the next few years <laughs> after that. Yes. We're, not, we're not exporting Bo We're not exporting <laughs> Bo Nix to Japan enough. This man deserves our respect. And he will not earn it. Signed Alabama's defense. No, A&M's going to steamroll this team. <laughs> Gus, Gus D'Antonio's kind of going out sad in Auburn. So. <laughs> Gus D'Antonio's <laughs> All right, so I think takes – I think they're still in first place here. Um, I don't think that's going to last much longer, as I predicted the past probably six if weeks. If you count the legal games, I've won big. <laughs> oh, well, well Sponge, we'll get count. to that. Not even true. Takes, what do, you, what do you have cooked up this week? All right. So, uh, everyone knows I like the narrative. So, first two games, due to the ACC kind of evaluating these, te- these games differently, I like Clemson minus 22 versus Virginia Tech. Uh, I think they come back and just blow Virginia Tech out, let everyone know that they're back. Uh, just something easy, something quick. I think Miami minus 14 and a half versus Duke. Again, Miami's still playing for a playoff spot, but they need some help. I think they're going to want to get some style points, and Duke loves to turn over the ball. They have 15 interceptions and then 15 fumbles, so I expect to see a lot of turnover chain, a lot of bling. Got to love it. Uh, Also on Saturday, this game has been talked about a little bit, but I like the Gonzaga and Baylor game as well. I like Gonzaga, but – the minus three. Uh, mostly I'm taking this. I, I'll take the over in this game whenever the total comes out. I don't know if anyone has it, but I didn't see it. But Gonzaga, I mean, they beat Kansas. Uh, they beat Auburn. Uh, Jalen Suggs had a scary injury, but the team is so much better when he's out there. Um, I didn't watch too much of the Baylor-Illinois game, but I'm excited to see Jared Butler play. Uh, Baylor loves to shoot the three. So, again, I expect a high-scoring game. But Gonzaga's kind of battle-tested, and Baylor has never beat Gonzaga. So, I like the Zags in that one. Moving to Sunday, um, I have the Saints minus two-and-a-half versus Atlanta. I think the Saints' defense has looked really good the last couple weeks. Granted, they played a team that had a JV quarterback out there. But I like the Saints to kind of repeat their performance uh, they did a couple weeks ago. The Falcons will be without Julio Jones, probably. He's a walking questionable tag. If you play fantasy, you know he doesn't practice. Calvin Ridley hurt his ankle and his foot, so he's limited. Uh, Also, Todd Gurley is going to be coming back, but the Saints have the number two run defense in the NFL. So I don't expect them to – I don't expect the offense to get much going against the Saints. And my last little tidbit is the Saints have won the last eight division games by an average of 16 points. So I just like the Saints in that one. And I think that just leaves my burnt bacon pick of the week. So for all our listeners, I, 
I always bet the Bills games. Uh, Bills and Cardinals, I always bet. bet. If you go through it, I either pick one of those games, and I always bet on the Bills or on the Cardinals. So this week, it's going to be Bills. It's a pick em versus the 49ers. I thought that was a little weird. Um, the Bills have a really good defense, and they're going against Nick Mullins, who's mediocre at quarterback. Um, so I expect Mullins to struggle a little bit against the Bills' defense. The Bills are the third best team on third downs, and the 49ers are one of the worst teams on third downs. Again, kind of fitting the narrative. And then Josh Allen is a mobile quarterback. He's basically the running game for the Bills. Uh, Singletary and Moss don't even really touch the ball that much. And the 49ers have given up quite a bit of points to mobile quarterbacks. They gave up 24 to Kyler. They lost and 37 to Russ in a loss. They also gave up 34 to Aaron Rodgers, who can move around a little bit. And then, small note, they did give up 27 to Drew Brees, who's very athletic. So I like Buffalo in that game. Those are my picks. I'm going to disagree, <laughs> disagree slightly on the last one there. Um, I think Kyler's going to finally be healthy off that shoulder injury from a few weeks ago. Well, Buffalo's um, Kyler or Buffalo's playing the 49ers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Niners, Niners. I was just saying uh, Kyler put up uh, put up some points versus the 49ers defense, and that was when they were decently healthy. Yeah, no. Um, then, yeah, I don't know what the hell I was listening to. My bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bills. Bills for me as well. No one circles um, yeah, the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. The yeah, and I think, yeah, and I think going against um, the 49ers with uh, Nick Mullins, who's basically NFL version of uh, Sam Ellinger, just definition of mid, I think that that should uh, allow the Bills defense to um, eat a little <laughs> bit there and just take advantage of um, just that situation. And they have a former uh, – we have <laughs> uh, – Sean's giving me the death stare right now. But they have Ed Oliver on that defense. Uh, obviously went to Houston, not a big fan of uh, the Texas program. So maybe he'll, he'll keep that in mind, that little comparison, and uh, try to eat. <laughs> I, uh, I actually missed one of the picks. The other one I had was Florida minus 17 and a half versus Tennessee. Um, real quick, uh, Tennessee's office, offense stinks. They're the worst team in third downs in the SEC. I don't see them getting Kyle Tracks off the field. He hasn't thrown an interception in two games. Uh, he's completed 71% of his passes and has 36 touchdown passes. Again, style points. They're trying to get in the playoff. They have Alabama in a few weeks, so I expect them to roll them real quick and then roll LSU and get ready for them. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, Tennessee is ass. They are the definition of ass. Print the shirts. Um, Tennessee is ass. <laughs> Tennessee is ass. Remember takes, though, going back, circling back towards your um, 49ers game. I know you're a big fan of the narratives. We've learned this. Um, remember, the 49ers do have a defensive coordinator who is coaching right now, auditioning for a potential head coaching spot. This That's true. <laughs> this No, this could be. Like, Josh Allen's a great quarterback. I doubted him a few weeks ago. I won't do it again. Um, Mullen – if you're putting the two up against each other, the Bills are going to win this game. I think you're correct, but I think it's going to be close. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be close, and it's not going to be thanks to Nick Mullins. It's going to be thanks to the San Francisco 49ers trying to show out for their D coordinator who's looking for a head coaching job by the end of the year. 
If Robert Sala had any brains to him, he would allow the Bills to drop 80 on him. He no, does not is, want to be anywhere near this portion of a franchise that resides in Allen Park. He is Robert, if you're listening, grown. please don't do no. this to yourself. He is homegrown talent. Defensively, uh, he is homegrown trenches kind of defensive talent at coach. I can he, coach that defense. You the 49ers? Yes. I, look at with the those that, with those they, injuries. They're, they're a bunch of hurt guys. Yeah, with, the, with those okay, injuries. Look, okay. I mean, come on. Oh, the healthy you know, 49ers, they you could, Brett. Okay, wait, wait until he gets okay, then he comes to Detroit and he has Jelani Tavai trying to get to the, the quarterback. That's that's the exact Tavai. ideal situation for a new coach. <laughs> yeah, Jelani Tavai. You're getting you're getting a future pro bowler and hall of famer. Sponge, the narrative also is that the 49ers are playing in Arizona because they can't play in their own stadium because of the no contact rules for COVID. The COVID. And there's still the narrative is getting a head coaching job back home. And the Buffalo Bills are <laughs> has the Miami Dolphins kind of nipping at their heels a little bit. So and I like the me, Bills by I double saw, digits. All right, Robert Sala is not my number one choice, but after hearing what Richard Sherman has to say, this defensive group really likes him and rallies yep. around him. And if Richard Sherman, of all people, is willing to say that, I think it's a guy I could get behind for at least, you know, a try at head coach. I mean, we first just, choice, my second option. First choice, Joe only choice, best choice. <laughs> okay, the the Pats player said the same thing about Moo Moo Patricia, and that ended up being <laughs> exactly, that's true. worse than the challenger. Matt Patricia wanted to hire Adam Gase for coordinator. That should have been our first sign. That no, the rape be. in South Padre should have been the first sign. But I digress. Adam All Gase right. uh, is a yeah, Spartan great. What background check is that? Yeah, Adam Gase is doing well. Shows Matt Patricia's right. great decision <laughs> skills. Anyway, let's go up to uh, Swaggy T. What do you got this week? All right. This week, I'm going to start with the NFL. I've got the New England Patriots minus one point against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. Um, the numbers aren't great for those rookie quarterbacks. And then when you look at – I know it's not a true home game because there's no fans, but even including this year, I believe, Anthony Lynn is 9-17 against the spread at home on home games. Um, that's not good. So I'm going to take the Patriots coming off of a – I don't know how the hell they won against the Cardinals last week, but they won. Um, they've got a little bit momentum going forward. I'm going to take the Pats. The next one is – strictly a numbers play. I will hear no arguments because I really don't believe it myself either, but the numbers say it. Cincinnati Bengals plus 11 and a half against the Miami Dolphins. When you look at it, the Miami Dolphins, I don't even know who's playing quarterback. Is it Fitz? Is it Tua? But then when you start doing some really deep dives into this, road underdogs that are plus 11 or more, and when the over-under is under 46 – which is what this game is, those teams are 100 to 63 to 1 against the spread. So I'm going to take that 30-something games over 500 uh, statistical breakdown, and I'm going to take Cincinnati plus that 11. This man said he didn't believe it himself. He's not fielding arguments, then went full galaxy brain on (laughs) (laughs) Hey. If the numbers say it, I'm going to do it. I, don't, I, I can't argue with numbers. Um, the, 
takes, plug your ears for the next two, because I don't want you to yell at me. Um, Auburn, Texas A&M, under 48 and a half. My feeling on that one right now is if you go back and you start looking, Auburn's last eight games, all their games this year, they're seven and one on the unders. Five and oh on their last five, the under is hit. Texas A&M, as a road favorite, the under has hit the last five times. Um, I don't know, Kellen Mond and Bo Nix are about to have a battle of the shittiest SEC quarterback in the league um, that are on decent teams. So we're going to figure out what the hell is going to happen there, who wins. I don't know. I think Auburn covers. I don't know who the hell wins, but I'm going to go under just because both quarterbacks are ass. Um, West Virginia, Iowa State. This is going to be a defensive battle. I'm going under 49 and a half. Um, my feeling on that is Iowa State, Brock Purdy, he's good. Um, but West, uh, West Virginia's got a good defense. I think they're going to take away Brees Hall and try to force Brock Purdy into beating them with his arm, which is what I think NFL scouts want to see. I think it's what we all want to see when it comes to Brock Purdy is can he, can he control the game with his arm? And we're going to find out this weekend. Um, I'm going under West Virginia, Iowa State. Um, fifth pick of the week, I'm going MSU plus the 23 and a half against Ohio State. For the reason I said earlier, I'm betting on some guys from Ohio State, some starters aren't making the trip, they're not playing. Um, and that's, that's my reason for that. I think that if they're missing some players, I think 24 points is a little bit much for Ohio State. I could fully be wrong. I'm fully aware that if, if Ohio State comes out, they've got nobody out, this game could be 40 points easily. But if they're missing some guys, I'm, I'm going to take it. And then my burnt bacon lock of the week is going to be the BYU Cougars versus my Coastal Carolina Chanticleers over 61. I think both offenses are going to come out ready to try to prove themselves in this college football playoff race for the group of five teams that's going to try to make a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, I think they're going to be going head-to-head, trying to put up as many points as possible, both sides just trying to make a case for themselves. So I like the over 61 in that game. Are you going to Are you gonna go out here right now and make your pick? For what? BYU? Who's taking Iowa? the game? Oh, it's going to be my Coastal Carolina. Okay, I, just wanted, I wanted it on audio. Our, I like BYU I, in that I game. Think that, I think Here's the BYU thing. I sure. really want – Coastal Carolina to win after BYU totally tucked their tails and hid from Washington like little bitches after saying anytime, any place, any team. I want them to lose by 50 after that. Um, so I'm on tried your side. Rip, they, tried to rip off Tom, they tried to rip off Tom Izzo and just uh, failed to follow through. Well, wasn't it had something to do with the Pac-12 like it, testing? It, no, it was a thing was where – BYU, BYU wanted the game to be fully guaranteed to be played. Washington wanted the clause in the agreement where if another Pac-12 game was canceled and another Pac-12 team was available to play, they could cancel with BYU and go play that conference game instead. Um, I feel like that 100% makes sense. And BYU backing out on that contingency just shows that they're little bitches because yes. they could have had a game lined up. Regardless. If, if, 
if Washington backs out of the agreement, then Washington looks bad. BYU should have taken the game, scheduled it, and if Washington messed it up and went and played somebody else, it's Washington backing out of the agreement. That's how I feel about I it. I think it I depends on the. I think it depends on the conference opponent, though. It, like, it would have. Like, I, depending on if it makes you look bad, are you going and playing a good team or a bad team? Like, if Michigan canceled and went and played, let's say Nebraska instead of going off and playing like Texas A and M, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I fully agree with that. That's a, that's a great point. <laughs> I like the over though. I think it's going to be a lot. I think that game's a lot of fun. It's I was really excited so when fun. they announced it. I'm so glad they moved it back from 12 to 532 because it was originally supposed to be at 12 and that was going to be when the MSU game was on. And what, they moved it back uh, is to 530. That, is that at uh, Coastal or BYU? Yeah, it's Where at Myrtle that? Beach. Ooh, so, so we'll get the turf? We'll get the turf. Dude, I was watching the Coastal Carolina Appalachian State game in my uh, basement. I was like, "Why is my TV so messed up?" <laughs> <laughs> Got five thirty. Five thirty is a total like that is one hundred percent on brand for Mormons. That had to be a closet for them. <laughs> Perfect. Super soakers. Oh. Oh, good. What you got, Sponge? Um, Alrighty, so we will start in the NFL because I only made one NFL pick this week. I'm trying to branch out a little bit um, and just, you know, show people that maybe I can pick college games, even though past numbers have shown that I can't. So we're going to go all in this week. Um, I'm taking Atlanta plus two and a half versus New Orleans. Um, I know this will upset Couch Burner at some point when he hears it, but basically my thought behind it was what I mentioned earlier with the uncertainty of <laughs> with the uncertainty of the quarterback position in New Orleans right now they're used to riding out their noodle arm quarterback right now they're deciding between somebody who can really sling the ball and a guy who really can't um I think couch burners are wrong I think they're going to split playing time I think Sean Payton's going to try to play it safe and put Taysom Hill out there eventually in the wild catch just at that point, not going to work. Um, I hope for Jameis Winston this game goes well for him. I think this is a real chance to shine, especially with Breeze out. This is his chance to show that he can be the gunslinger that he is and, you know, put a put his name in the hat at least for a shot early next season. Um, but I think Atlanta right now, they just made Vegas look like absolute bums, and I don't like – um, New Orleans in this game. I just think there's too much uncertainty surrounding their team. Um, moving on to college football, I have AM minus six and a half versus Auburn. So last week I picked Auburn to cover against um, Bama. Bama. Excuse me. Yeah, Bama, that bum ass program. Um, <laughs> Auburn got absolutely fucking thumped. I was Shit. so wrong. I was called out for it. I like quadrupled down on the take and they proved me absolutely wrong. AM as a one loss team is playing for their playoff lives. Um, if somebody ahead of them loses by chance, that opens so many doors for them. I think they're going to come out playing their hearts out um, in Auburn at this point after getting absolutely crushed by Bama, just doesn't have much to play for. Speaking of a team in front of them, this is going to be kind of a short one. 
Um, Clemson, this is my burnt bacon. I want to save a, a topic for later. Um, my burnt bacon is Clemson minus 22 versus Virginia Tech. Um, I, that's a super easy pick. Clemson is hot. They have their guy back at quarterback, even though he doesn't look completely like a guy. Um, they're the best team hands down in college football. Um, they can't afford another loss, and they're not going to even let it be close. Um, they're going to run away with this one in the first quarter, and they're not going to look back. Um, after that, I have MSU versus Ohio State over 59 and a half. Um, I think I said it last week with Northwestern. They did get the over. Um, I was a little wrong on my prediction of a Northwestern 49 to seven win like Iowa, or it was 49 to three last week that I predicted. But I think Rocky, they have no choice but to let him throw. You got to go for the knockout punch just about each drive in this game. You don't, all you have is a fighter's chance. You don't have much past that. If you don't go for the big ball, you're not going to keep it close. You're not going to have Connor Hayward running, you know, one, two yards, even negative plays and keeping in this one against Justin Fields offense. If depending on who all plays, we still are out of the loop, but no matter who plays, I'm taking the over my favorite spread of the week, uh, college football wise, I'm taking UNC minus 50 versus Western Carolina. It's a huge in-state rivalry game. Um, so <laughs> with Western Carolina, it's a huge spread, and normally I wouldn't take it because the spread is so huge, but I have some confidence in this UNC team to cover for two reasons that I have sitting in front of me. The last two games Western Carolina played, one was versus Liberty, who's had a hot season, but they lost 58-14. to 14. So that's a loss margin of 34 in itself. Or, excuse me, 44. I did Mitch math. And then Eastern Kentucky, uh, 49-17 to 17 against Eastern Kentucky. Um, losing by 32 to Eastern Kentucky, I think 50 to UNC is very doable. Um, just on the basis of that alone from last two weeks ago, I want to say it was, and they had an off week. Um, I don't think that they're even going to come out and put up much of anything. They put up 17 versus Eastern Kentucky and 14 against Liberty. UNC is going to wipe the floor with them. 50 is a huge spread, but I'm confident. My favorite game of the week is the Baylor-Gonzaga game. Um, I saved this one for last because I feel like this is going to be the controversial one. I'm taking Baylor plus two and a half, and I'm going to go right now and say Baylor is going to win this basketball game. We are on upset alert. Um, not to go full Gonzaga slander season, but hear me out. Hear me out. Baylor, Illinois might not be as advertised. Don't get me wrong. They didn't allow it to be close in that second half. They absolutely ran away. Uh, shout out Jack Williams. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Major simp, um, former male model. He said that they were going to win by double digits, Baylor, and they did. Um, I hope he brings that kind of heat and confidence uh, on Saturday because um, they crushed Illinois. Um, I'm still – I feel like the Suggs situation is slightly uncertain. They want him to play, obviously. They want him to play. They want people to believe he's 100%. It looked bad. It didn't look like anything you should be playing, you know, three, four days later from. Um, and they – that game with basically Suggs invisible against – that was because he, he got hurt. It was close. 
it was close against the 11th ranked team in the nation to go up against number two with a two and a half point spread. I don't think I can be faulted for saying Baylor can at least, you know, fall within that range. I think they're going to win. I don't think Suggs, I hope he does, but I don't think Suggs makes it through the um, entire game without hobbling his way towards the bench. Um, But yeah, Baylor's going to beat the spread and they're going to beat Gonzaga. Love it. I love that last pick. Um, Baylor. That was, by the way, that was all of – for every week I've done this, I've not put that kind of effort into my research, and I'm still going to fucking go 0-6. So. Well, Sponge, let me say you uh, referenced Jack, so automatically losing points for that. But I mean, the, he wasn't the Baylor, the, the Baylor-Illinois game was close uh, oh. until, like, the nine-minute mark of that game. Yeah, I mean it was it was like a one point game at halftime, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean Illinois. Is a yeah, good I team. said they ran away with it in the second half. Yeah, I mean it was close until like the eight minute mark. Is all I'm saying. Let me I ask think- you this: Number two beats a top five team by double digits. Number one beats a top eleven team. Number eleven itself by single digits, and their star player goes down with injury. And how are we so certain that he's fine? Let's face it, they need him to play. They need to hope they need to hope he's 100% for this game. They don't have sit for this game. They don't have any room for him to not be 100%. They need him to be. Well, I mean, he did I mean, he did come back and look decent, but I get what you're saying, but also Gonzaga just beat like Kansas whose number was number 7 coming into the year by double digits as well. I have so not. I, I think it's going to be I'm a good game. Not Kansas. That's a different what? discussion. That's a different discussion for a different pod. I'm not. I can't. You're a, you're a Big Twelve guy, huh? Basketball. Well, my thing is, I don't. I I can't take a lot of uh, stock into these early season ratings and rankings, just because one, we don't really know exactly what these teams have done, and sometimes they have horrible coaching that early on in the season. Um, so that, that kind of plays a factor in that as well. So sponge, I think that that game is going to be ultimately very, very entertaining, but at the end of the day, I just think that Gonzaga is just like I, I mentioned earlier during Austin's picks. I think this is the best college basketball team we've seen in two years since that Villanova team. I think that they, about, they just have everything. What about Duke in 19? They had, like, three top five picks. Surely they Duke. were the best team of all time. No, Duke ran into the greatest um, Spartan of all time, Kenny Goins. Um, I, that team was not even good to begin with. I went into that game with full confidence. Just like I did this weekend, I knew MSU was going to win. I preached it. I, I knew the other night it was going to happen. Mute him. I <laughs> boot him. Sponge, I'm only Sponge. I'm only muting you because you obviously didn't listen to our interview with the all-knowing Akil on I didn't. Tuesday. <laughs> I can't lie. I, I don't listen to this pod. I didn't. <laughs> the only playmaker MSU had was Cassius. So there's no way Kenny Goins could have done anything in that game because it was literally only Cassius. They just set seven oh. screens in a row. Oh, That's hey. all they do. Hey, while we're here, while we're here, uh, give me Detroit over MSU this weekend. Give me Detroit Mercy. There, there's a huge 
in-state basketball game. All right, boot his ass like Okay, that's enough from the sponge. The sponge has moved his trolling from the timeline to this podcast. So we're going to go up to the main event here. Can I talk real quick, real quick? Yes, this is not the main event. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Real quick thoughts on the Butler-Gonzaga game. I think Butler – not Butler, Baylor, sorry. Um, I like Baylor just because I think they bring a lot of defense that I don't think Gonzaga has seen at all so far. And you talk about having Teague, Mitchell, Butler, Vital, and all those other guys on Baylor that can defend the guards from Gonzaga that are going to be trying to create um, for the guys down low, trying to make space. I think Baylor's got the defense that can kind of take away a lot of the drive and kick and a lot of the drive and get to the basket stuff that Gonzaga wants to do. Baylor so knows a lot about forcing other people into things they don't want to do, and they're going to force Gonzaga to lose on Saturday. I don't know if they lose, but I can see it being a game that comes down to the last two, two minutes. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a really good game, but once you get the following and everything like that, I think you'll get over that three line. I, I just, I really like this Baylor team a lot. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think they can take Gonzaga down to the wire. Um, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Baylor just because I think this is going to be a game that would be more fun if Baylor's in it late in the game. Yeah, so, you definitely want to see, you definitely want to see a close game. Uh, on Saturday, um, it's going to be close. If I had to pick a final score or like a point differential, I'm going to go Baylor's. It's going to be within three to five points. It's going to come down to some last-minute free throws and that kind of thing. And that's, I wouldn't be, that's I wouldn't be surprised if Baylor won. I, I just think it's going to be close in Gonzaga in the end. They have all this experience. I mean, Baylor does too, but I just um, – I just, I'm just trust this Gonzaga the team more. I'm just looking at the Suggs injury, and it just draws some red flags for me. I feel like I've seen this all before um, with schools past. So I, you, just, you don't want to see a kid with his talent go down. I, I want to see him go and show out against – I want him to prove it. I just – I have my doubts, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm skeptical. I'm a pessimist, so it's in my nature to make Sponge. that. What if I told you Sav has Gonzaga by 30? Would that change your mind? Then I'd take Baylor by 40. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. So, actually, on this matter, we're going to move to the main event, which, is, which are my picks. Um, my picks are actually sponsored by Manscaped, so use promo code BACON for 20% off your first order. And in the heart and just kind of getting a gauge of you guys' picks this week, I'm going to start off with this Gonzaga-Baylor game. My thoughts are known already, but I'm taking the Zags. This is going to be a win for Gonzaga. They're going to cover minus three. Um, I feel very confident of that. I might even buy it up to seven, not eight, not nine. We're talking about maybe 10 points here. So I love the Zags this game. Um, my next pick is also college basketball. Uh, Wisconsin minus four against Marquette. I feel that that's just three money. So I'm absolutely going to take them. Wisconsin's a very – polished and veteran team and Marquette is um, the reeling after losing the Hauser brothers still, as well as not getting uh, Kareem Mane. So they're just 
they're gonna, they're in a world of hurt on come this weekend. Um, my next game is my only college football game of the weekend. I did not like this slate, but I love Western Michigan. Give me the Broncos. Sorry, sorry, Austin. Minus 13 and a half against Eastern Michigan. Um, Eastern Michigan is a train wreck. Uh, just don't have anything nice to say about them. I do like their colors. But other than that, I think Western's going to just steamroll this team. Uh, moving to the NFL, we have the Packers versus Eagles. I like the over of 47 and a half. Uh, the Eagles are a disaster. The Packers are my pick to come out of the NFC and to compete in the Super Bowl. So I think that, that they're just going to put up a lot of points this week. Uh, starting to get a little bit healthy there in Green Bay. Um, my next pick, I've, I've got the Ravens minus seven against the Cowboys. The Ravens obviously were super depleted playing on Wednesday afternoon, and they kept it pretty close with the best team in the NFL currently, even though I feel that the Pittsburgh Steelers are a bunch of frauds. But the record is what the record is, and I can't fault them for that. Um, so I think that the Ravens kind of getting majority of their guys back are going to absolutely plow through the Cowboys. And my lock of the week are the Las Vegas Raiders, minus eight and a half against the New York Jets. The Raiders got absolutely just uh, hiroshima on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. That was just really bad. I started Derek Carr in my fantasy league, and he got me 0.6 points. So, uh, Derek, if you somehow come across this or it ends up on YouTube, if you blow this game, um, I'm coming for you. So, anyway, uh, I'm going to take the Raiders minus eight and a half. The Jets are – they make the 2008 Detroit Lions look like a super team. They are very bad. Uh, Adam Gase is a meth head. They're just bad, just not even trying anymore. I mean, Frank Gore's – I mean, he's older than Chad Latz. He's out there running the ball 30 times a game. It's just not a good situation there for the Jets. Um, I'm not even Do sure Trevor Lawrence. Slander Chad Latz. <laughs> I'm not. I, I said. I said. I, I, Frank Gore is older than him. Do not name drop Latz unless you're praising our <laughs> king. I was praising him. I'm comparing go, him to an NFL running back. Go Chad, go Sponge. And let me tell you, Frank Gore is going to need to pray this weekend if he wants if he wants to win. He needs to pray. Yeah. So those are oh yeah, just not – yeah. But those are my picks. Uh, like usual, uh, getting the, the stare from my producer. I'm not going to make a prediction on how I'm going to do this week as that always backfires on me. So I'm not going to do that. But I do have a record in mind. I'm not going to say it. Um, I'm going to let – Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, so before we kind of get the feedback, I'm actually going to flip it over to – our producer SD for his new segment, the producer pick Um, SD, what do you got this week? So I went with the narrative pick last week and that backfired fucking miserably. So this week I'm going with a pick. I know a little bit more about I'm taking some Saturday afternoon matching. I'm talking Eastern Michigan versus Western Michigan. I am taking the Eagles Plus 13 and a half. I have watched a lot of Western Michigan football this year because I am a degenerate and both my parents are alumni of Western Michigan. So the game is on if they're playing and they haven't really impressed me this year. Uh, 13 and a half is a huge number for both these teams. Uh, Eastern is 0 and 4, but they only have had one loss. Out that was larger than two scores. 
Uh, Western has only had one win that was larger than two scores. Everything else has kind of been within that 13-and-a-half-point margin. So I think the Eagles plus the 13-and-a-half is a smart play here. I like that. That goes against one of mine, but I like that. I think it's a gutsy pick. It's not one I'd make. Um, But, I mean, in comparison to last week, this one's definitely doable. Like, I can – this one can actually be spoken into existence. I, mean, I do. I do have one more comment about my picks. Um, oh, I have a, note a ab- few comments about. <laughs> yeah, I do have a note about the Gonzaga Baylor game. I just want to say this: reality sets in for Baylor this weekend. Um, got through that right. fraud. Can we can we talk reality for a minute? Because for the yes, seven please. for the seven listeners at home, um, when the Steelers were brought up, I. I agree with OBJ. They are absolute frauds. All of their wins have been mail-in wins. Um, I'm sorry to say this, Tutter, but they've been mail-in wins. They beat Daniel Jones and the Giants early in the season. They hardly beat the Broncos. They beat Bill O'Brien, who has uh, stop, mashed Stop leaving off your Twitter graphic that we all saw on Twitter earlier They today. beat Carson <laughs> Wentz, the overrated Baker Mayfield-led Browns. Do you want me to keep going? Because it ends with barely beat the Ravens practice squad. Um, they <laughs> Shout out NFL memes, by the way, for the, for the source. Um, but they have – they are not – they are not a good team. This is – this is a very specific category to be in. They are the worst 11-0 team of all time. I, I will rebuttal that with the fact of I understand they might not be the best 11-win, 11-0 team, but at the same time, they're 11-0. Winning 11 games in a row in the NFL is an incredibly hard thing to do, and you can't be a bad team and the do only that. Thing, the only thing I will give you as a Michigan State fan, I watched the 2015 team win some pretty lucky games and win some games that they should have blown out by pretty close margins that weren't respected. So I'll give you that much. No matter what, a win is a win. But to be 11-0 with their – if you go and look at their slate of games, I feel like if you put a few other teams in that position, they would also be 11-0. Oh, 100%. I mean, like, I'm would the Lions saying, be 11-0? The Lions no. would be 12-0. No, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> the Lions would have been 5-9. The Lions would have been 5-9. They'd be, they'd be, be worse. I'm, I mean, they'd be worse. I mean – I'm, no, I'm just going to stop myself. I was I and no. also, OBJ, the one other comment, Green Bay, not going to the Super Bowl. I saw um, – I don't know if anyone else has seen Green Bay play this year. They I've look flashy in pretty good moments. I, yeah, I also saw them play the Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn-led Lions. Thank you for bringing <laughs> that up. Um, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers will ever get it done again. And for the listeners at home, I'm holding up a score – that you guys might not be able to see because of brightness. They lost by 28 to the Buccaneers, who are very suspect right now. Um, if they do that against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and what I want to say was week six or seven, they're not getting out of the NFC completely. I'm going to say two things real quick. Going back to Pittsburgh, Sponge, I'm not saying I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the Super Bowl. Do it. I'm just. I'm just do saying it. that. Do it right now. Do you it. won't. Come on. No. Do it. You won't do it. <laughs> no, I won't. Because Pat Mahomes in Kansas City still exists. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Eric Bieniemy is my chief offensive coordinator looking for a um, a head coaching job in the state of Michigan right now. No, so exactly. if we play off no. that narrative, he's replacing Jim Harbaugh. 
And no, no, it's in Detroit actually. Fat Patricia's no. gone. No. The the last thing that I'm gonna say on Brett's picks is the Spartan Dog actually took everything that I had and said it out loud in terms of the Eastern Western game. Eastern plays close games. Western loses or wins close games. Uh, two touchdowns is a is a bit much for me in terms of that game. So I'm gonna take Eastern with the 13 and a half. Um, Will you take Eastern to win? No. Say it. No. <laughs> Chris Creighton's a great coach. I think he's going to get a, a bigger job somewhere down the line in the next few years. Michigan. Um, I mean, honestly, that's a conversation for a different day, but I don't hate it. Um, I don't think it's that far out of what people honestly should expect. So, people thought he was going to be a candidate for the state job. He was. In news articles, I don't think he got but not though. not in reality. Yeah. So that's all I've got. So who's everyone? Who's everyone's take coming out of the uh, NFC? Then I mean, everyone's going to pick the Chiefs, but who are they playing? The Packers. Austin. What do you think? Go last. You'll go last. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear sponge. Are you really going to put me on the spot right now? Yeah, I mean, who do you think's coming I mean, out of the I, NFC? I could totally troll and go full sponge on Brandon and say whoever comes out of the NFC East is taking the NFC and defying all odds, because why not? Nobody wants to play the New York Giants in the playoffs anyways. I mean, Tom Brady's proven this a couple of times. <laughs> um, truthfully, I they're not playing their best football, which right now in midseason is kind of a good time to lead your division, not play your best football, and still win games. I, I would take – um, a Seattle versus Kansas City Super Bowl. That's that's my dream Super Bowl. That's the one I want, and that's the one I think I'm going to see. And honestly, Thank every you. year I have a very, very strong opinion on who I want to win. Last year I really wanted Pat Mahomes to get one. This might be the one where who I've, I, just, I just want offense. I just want to see a lot of points on the board in the Super Bowl. I want it to go back and forth, shoot out, and I don't care who comes out on top. Sean just vomited everywhere. <laughs> Offense. No, I, I, I agree with Sponge, honestly. I think Seattle's going to be the team. Um, and it's going to be a great high-scoring Super Bowl just because both of these teams are going to come out there and they're going to try and throw the ball. They're going to try to move the ball down the field and get points. I think Seattle right now is the team of the NFC. Like, if, like we said, Kansas City in the AFC. And we're going to get a game that's going to be, hopefully, I mean, looking back on it, that – Denver Carolina game or was it Denver Seattle Denver Seattle was supposed to be a great offensive Super Bowl and that turned into a a uh, a not great Super Bowl real fast so hopefully this time we get two super offensive teams into the Super Bowl and they produce and uh actually put up and if we play on narratives like takes and joys um Andy Reid is really going to be trying to get himself to a White House um Super Bowl dinner again with all these fast food restaurants being in play. Andy Reid is really going to want to be there. He's th- this he is all. He, yeah, this is all he's here for is that one day, that one day where he gets to be Andy Reid and no one can tell him not to be. Um, I love it. And on the opposite side, I think um, Pete Carroll will be wanting to not show up. Well, he'll actually know by the time that hits. 
never mind. I retract everything I say. By the time that hits, Sleepy will be in, and he won't even know dinner's happening. Dinner He'll forget it's three at three o'clock. Two thirty. <laughs> oh man, what? <laughs> I got Packers. Yeah, I like. I think Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes is what we would we would we would dream about. Maybe not. No, sure. I think I think Austin had a really good point he was about to make. Austin, who do you have? I, I got Packers. I'm with Brett. I'm, I was stuck between Packers or Seahawks, but I'm going to say Packers, honestly. Wait. Fire it out, boys. Not, reality is about to set in for the Green Bay Packers. Seahawks won't even win their division. The Packers are going to have a nice little cushy You really bye. don't think the Seahawks are going to win the NFC West? Be no. honest with me. Was that a real take, or are you just saying that now? He's That's a real take. That. I feel can like I, – Can I come in with the – Swanton bomb hot take before Brett takes us home. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to say the Cardinals are going to win the division? No. No, I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> I think – I don't think the Chiefs are going to win the AFC. I think I'm, – I'm not going to say – I can't predict who it's, who it's going to be. I, I kind of want to say the Bills. I, 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 yes. Okay, whoever's, like, got their like shit. Got their shit. You got to, like, turn you it gotta, down. I'm like, getting crazy down, feedback. Getting... Okay. The Bills would be the bills would be interesting just in the sense of, like, it's something new. It's something you don't expect. And if you're going to play off that, I think the Titans would be fun. Yeah. I... The Titans would be probably more fun than the Bills just to watch Derrick Henry run all over somebody. In a I think the Titans are still a little bit too one-dimensional for to really go deep. The Bills kind of have a nice mix of everything between Singletary and Allen's running ability. Plus they have, you know, a legitimate deep threat now with Stefan Diggs. I think the Bills are – I think of anyone else in the AFC, the Bills are probably best equipped to knock off the Chiefs. And in the NFC, um, honestly, I can't see anyone else besides the Seahawks making it out of the division. It doesn't help that a quarter of division – that like a quarter of that conference <laughs> is fucking doo-doo ass. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that whole division just sucks so much right now. No, that the NFC West is. I love that. I think that's the second best division in football. Yeah, the I'm, NFC West is fun. The it's, NFC West, I, the NFC North, fifty feet of crap. Everyone else, basically. <laughs> NFC so, North. <laughs> did you just say the North? <laughs> I mean, the Packers. The Packers, and I mean, even the Vikings on a on a good week. I mean, that props them up to like the third worst division in football but the bears so, Q, no, the bears new starting qb likes to kiss titties i don't know how you can i don't know how you can go against that that's, that's a very good point <laughs> the um, nfc west so, though is the best division in football yeah and the rams are going to win that division and okay that is all right lucas so I'm all just in, end I'm the all in with I'm all in with Lucas on that one, so I love the Rams to win that division. I've got the Packers going to the Super Bowl. I'm never betting against that man. And with that said, thanks for the picks. Austin, appreciate you joining us. Um, Thanks for having me. Go green. Go sponge. Go white. Go go lats. Go lats. Go lats. Beat OSU.